971 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Set foot in America one fine October day Sailing into Baltimore well everything's okay You buttons on the jacket shining like the brand new dust Listening in the sunlight blistering my eyes When you said that you loved me I knew it wasn't true I've hundred and night messages Yeah, we've talked it to death. We've hit it plenty, plenty on this radio station. And the news has probably already moved on at this point because it was last weekend, basically. It was Monday that this story really broke. But anytime a poll is the big, big story, I got to cover it. You know that. This is Wiggins America. I'm going to cover polls and data, really not because I love polls so much as I love looking at data. I love looking at predictive data on what's going to happen in the next election, whatever that may be, whether it was 2022 and you saw a Republican wave that didn't materialize, or you look at 2024 and you ask who's going to win the presidential election and the Senate and the House. This poll has been making the news. It is ABC News poll that has Trump beating Biden nationally by 10 points. It's actually nine points rounded up to 10 because it was just over 9.5. But I want to tell you out of the gate, as much as I want that to be true, it is a stupid, terrible poll and that we shouldn't pay too much attention to it, although there are things that we can pull from it. Yes, indeed. There are things that you can pull from even bad polls. But let me tell you why that one in particular is so bad, if you haven't heard me say this yet on the station this week. The methodology of this poll is something that I looked into, and I looked into a lot of recent methodologies. Now, the problem with methodology polling, uh, or the methodology of polling, is that it's not uniform. There is no consistent, even publishing of what they did. So you can look at one poll and they'll tell you, here's our methodology. And look at another one and say, here's our methodology. And they can have varying methodologies, but they don't even publish them where you can really compare them. So it's very, very difficult. And in this case, the biggest indicator that this is a stupid poll is that they, they had 800, let's say it was just a thousand. Okay. Actually it was close to a thousand. It was a little over a thousand, but some of them say I don't know. Some of them are saying there was eight hundred. So I'm looking at their own methodology here instead of published data from other sources. Looking at their own methodology says a hundred and or a thousand six adults. Okay, stay with me now. If you're listening, you're going, oh great, here come the numbers. Hang on, hang on. You'll follow this, I promise. So let's say there's a thousand adults, and let's say this is any poll, not just this one. And they just randomly start calling people. They call you. They call your buddies. They call all these random people they don't even know. And they go, who are you going to vote for? And you go, I'm going to vote for 
Donald Trump. And they go, oh, you're Republican? Yeah, I'm a Republican. Okay. So let's say they get out of those 1,000 people, 600 of them are Republicans. And 300 of them are Democrats. And maybe 100 then are independents. And they go, man, of our random polling, we got some skewed numbers. So instead of just publishing that they had 600 people voting for Donald Trump that were Republicans and 300 that were Democrats, they will alter the percentage. They'll say, well, that represents a good 42% of the electorate. So those 600 people will be 42%. And these 300 people that are Democrats will also be 42%. And then we'll fill in the rest and say 16% are independents. That's how they come up with their results. And they can weight those. They can say, oh, those 300 people, those 300 Democrats, those people represent, uh, in our poll, we're going to say 45% to 42% Republicans. And that'll make it look like a Democrat's doing better. They can reverse that. So in this one, what they did was so stupid that it doesn't make any sense. They did 25% Democrats, 25% Republicans, and 42% independents. Now, independents right now, good news, they are leaning Republican. But do you think that 42% of the of the people that show up in 2024 are going to be independents? No. Maximum, it'll be something like 20%, but that's even high. So this poll is skewed. Now we get to the part where you go, well, why? Why is it so skewed? Well, at this moment in time, September slash October of 2023, this is right when you'd need to sabotage a campaign going into primary season. And my guess is that the media apparatus and some of the powers that be, not all of them, but some of them, have decided that they're going to go all in on torching Joe Biden to make sure that he is not the nominee because they think he is the weakest nominee against Donald Trump, and they hate Donald Trump that bad. It's really always about Donald Trump. Now, the other good news that I can share with you is that even though that poll is junk, there are other polls. I mean, there's been a Harris X poll, Messenger poll that came out uh, just after that one earlier this week that had 3,000 people polled in it. Not that that's like a game changer, but it's nice to have a broader number like that, that said that Trump would win by five nationally. There's a morning consult poll that has him tied. There's a Harris Harvard poll that has Trump up by four. The spread is moving overall toward Trump. So even if you see a stupid poll like that ABC News Washington Post one that is just ridiculous, their methodology is ridiculous. What you can surmise is that generally the momentum is in Trump's camp right now. Now, is he peaking too soon? These are all comments we can have. You know, is is he peaking too soon to have Joe Biden <clears throat> as his eventual competitor? I think that's actually probable because I had seen Joe Biden as inevitable. And I'm starting to wonder now, if you get this many institutions that are trying to push him out, maybe you will see him move. Also, is it issues-based? Maybe it is. I'm going to make an argument here that you may not like about abortion in just a second, but let me say this first, that the border has gotten so bad, so bad, that even heavily Democrat areas are being affected by this now. Are they going to turn and say, you know what, forget Joe Biden, I'm going to vote for Trump, because Trump has come out and he's the only one that I know of. 
Now, maybe somebody else has said this. We had a debate this week. Maybe somebody else has said this and it slipped by me, but I haven't seen anybody else say we will deport illegal immigrants. Trump has. That is really at this point, as if you want to be compassionate, that is really the only solution you have left. Uh, even if you are a absolute bleeding heart liberal, <clears throat> and I got to tell you, if you are a bleeding heart liberal, actually, I love you um, because we may disagree about solutions, but I love where your heart's at. The, the bleeding heart faction of the Democrat Party, I really appreciate you. But you have to admit now that it's gotten so bad that that conditions are going to be lowered for not just illegal immigrants, but for everyone. I mean, you're talking about schools, you're talking about social programs completely being overrun, hotels, they're putting them in and stuff. There is no solution to this problem. There could have been under a maybe a trickle of illegal immigration. You say, oh, well, let's treat these people uh, like they are actual residents. Now, I disagree with that, but that's a bleeding heart take. At this point, the bleeding heart take has to be that it's just too bad. You can't do anything. There is only one solution. You have to start deporting people who are here illegally. Trump has said that. Is that resonating? I don't know. Here's another one that could be resonating just on issues. The pro-life slash pro-abortion issue. I'm reading from an article here that says, In recent weeks, opponents of former President Donald Trump have aimed at the leading Republican stance on abortion following recent remarks about this divisive topic. And they're saying, is Trump really pro-life? The former president continues to dodge abortion questions. That's the headline of the article. That's not true at all. He's not dodging abortion questions. He's saying that there needs to be compromise on this issue. Now, I don't believe that there should be compromise morally on this issue at all. But I am interested in moving the ball down the field now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned and finding common ground that we can agree to that's not all blue states just have up until birth abortions. You know, that that's not the solution either. Because what happens is most people then just go to blue states or they're going to start doing it by mail and even in red states. That's happening right now. We talked about that with Evie Osment last week. If you want to listen, get the podcast. What I do believe that he is doing, and you see Nikki Haley doing this too. Nikki Haley in the last debate, not in this, this one as much, but in the last one, she came out and had a very, and I, I, <laughs> I, I take that back. She has mentioned this outside of just that debate. She has taken a very common ground approach, I guess you could say, to abortion. Now, again, I want to reiterate, life begins at conception, and that's the ultimate question that needs to be asked. But you're dealing with politics. You're dealing with trying to find common ground with people that you have no common ground with. And she and Trump have both taken a position that we need to find that common ground. The other Republicans are appealing more to the base. Those two are appealing more to the general electorate. Now, that's a political move for sure, but it seems to be paying off. Nikki Haley has risen in the polls more than anybody in the last month. Maybe based on that, maybe based on her stance on Ukraine. I don't know. But those are the two things that have stood out for her. <clears throat> Donald Trump has continued to rise in the polls, not just in the GOP primary, but in the overall, the general election. <clears throat> is it because of these issues or is it because things are just getting so bad and people are waking up and realizing, you know what, this guy that's in office right now isn't doing anything. In fact, he's doing the opposite of things that would be good. He's not just asleep at the wheel. He is jerking the wheel back and forth and trying to wreck the car. Is America realizing that? 
Maybe. Maybe. All of that based on that one poll. How about that? That's the way we start the show today. We're going to have old Roy in. Uh, the dude skipped out on us last week. Super disappointed in him in general as a person. Not just because of that, but just as a person. Uh, so we'll, we'll discuss that when he comes in. And we're going to have a guest <clears throat> talking about the uh, CCP problem that continues to plague the entire world, not just the United States. That's at the end of this hour. A whole big, great, fantastic-ish show coming up here on Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com.